Welcome back. This is Fantastic Pains and How We Hide Them. And I'm not Chris. And I'm not Karina. I'm Jen. And Hello. we're here together <laughs> for some more fun times. Um, and Jen is Chris's wife. And she's going to join us um, and talk about the role of caretakers. Yes. Hopefully. Yeah. And what it's like to be married to a disaster. And have a, well, and there's the family that's also The a family of disasters. It's an extended disaster. <laughs> extended disaster. I chose this life. Prolonged disaster. Prolonged eye contact. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. Where do you want to start? What do you, what do you feel like talking about? the beginning in the beginning in the beginning there was pain <laughs> well i mean in in the beginning you had a bleeding ulcer when we met that's true <laughs> that was fun <laughs> i remember it not vividly <laughs> repressively it's there <laughs> we just don't talk about it <laughs> well we are now hand me that notebook that has ideas in it just chuck it in my face Apparently, I need morning meds. Yeah, he's behind the scenes now. (laughs) He's our producer. He's over here that way, making faces and crippling my self-esteem, throwing things at me. Just violence in general. Yeah, just ongoing. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I'm still looking for the page. We have a lot of interview questions in this notebook Mm. that are for other people. My my brain blinked when you were like, "What do you want to talk about?" And I was like. Nothing. I'm a deer in the headlights. Nothing exists now. If I don't move, they won't ask me any more questions. <laughs> Anymore. We haven't even started yet. <clears throat> What's it like being married to Chris? Yeah. Well, I, good I like it. Okay. I like it. Generally, I like it. <laughs> Four out of five stars. Some, some stars. Some, some stars. Some stars. Could could have upgraded features, but could not be broken. Overall, like it <laughs> <laughs> needs often repair. We've got two fridges now. <laughs> yeah. um, Frequent repair necessary. <laughs> Overall, model is broke. I think it's a lot easier now that I've. I guess let go of the thought of control. Like mm. when I was younger, everything was structured. Like there, there had to be structure for everything. You had to eat, like lunch and dinner at a specific times. Mm-hmm. There was always a structure for everything. Um, I feel like I'm a lot chiller now. Obviously. But once you let go of that concept of daily structure right. and like structure as a whole, like uh, loosening your expectations, yeah. so that, exactly. Yeah, kind of. Um, Sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like going with the flow more. Yeah, like not I, quite I, having such like rigid. It's weird to think though, because I used to have, like, five years ago, I would have had a strict schedule mm-hmm. for the day. So I would have these expectations that I set up, but I was the problem. So how does it work? 
doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> We're just floating along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I used to, well, before the ADHD medication, um, I struggled a lot anxiety wise mm-hmm. with trying to build structure. Now I'm chill. It's good. We go with the flow. Uh, there's kind of a, a loose structure for things and we'll do it if we can but if it's not a day that we can do that okay we'll we'll yeah. figure it out we'll move that slot to a different day so just learning to be more flexible yeah yeah that makes sense like i've talked about before where making goals is a really good way to set yourself up for being mm. disappointed <laughs> so, with eds yes yeah not overall and not for everything there, but, yeah. there are some goals, but I think the more generalized, the better. Mm-hmm. You can't set up expectations for those goals for like, okay, in, in this amount of time or in this specific way, we'll accomplish the goal, but... Soft expectations. Yes. <clears throat> that makes sense. You know the pretty words for my mind jumble. <laughs> You got the pretty words. I just interpret. <laughs> well, that's good. I was worried for a second. You'd be like, when you let go of hope in general, <laughs> then... When you give in to despair, things yeah. get easier. When you let the darkness overrun you, it's so much easier. <laughs> what did she say? I missed it. I said born in it. <laughs> did you find our questions i found bug questions that i can uh, apply okay like how is your daily life affected by eds aha my daily life um well a lot of it i guess is the expectation thing like i go to work and there's a lot well it's it's hard to differentiate between what things are EDS impacted with my daily life and what things I I do because of ADHD right that's fair trying to discern between the two yeah because obviously I'm not specifically directly affected. I'd say you are. Well, yeah. I was going to say, um, oh, well, I had a question and then it went out the door. I think it was just a rewording of, like, what considerations have you had to, like, make for Elder Stanlos? Oh, okay. Having a partner with Elder yeah. Stanlos. That is more friendly to my brain. Um, so a lot of it is preparation, honestly, Especially with the kids, I have um, meal plans. I've got quick and easy backup meal plans in case Chris can't make dinner. Um, I've got some stuff like prepared and frozen for in case he falls down the stairs and can't get up to even heat up the prepared dinner. Um, These are facts. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, if something's not prepared, Papa's here, so he's always said that, you know, if you need me to, I can prepare something, but I feel bad, so I try to have 
I try to have stuff prepared uh, as just in cases. I've got easy snacks for the kids, easy lunches. Easy kids. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely blessed with the kids. They were pretty much raised the same way I was with, like, make your own lunch. We have all the stuff oh, that yeah. you need, but... You don't need me to make yeah, a sandwich yeah. for you. You're perfectly capable of making a sandwich. Yeah. They're independent. And they're helpful. Are you going to win the tournament so that I can get my bone surgery? Yes! <laughs> I must win the tournament! <laughs> Did you ever see that? What is it was that? a fidget spinner sketch. And like they was shot like an anime, uh-huh. so they're like they've got these sick ass fidget spinners and they're fighting oh, each other. Oh yes! It's like I I've got to win to get my brother his bone <coughs> surgery, <laughs> or new bones. It's I gotta get him new bones. <laughs> gotta get those new bones. Yeah, I need the ten thousand dollars. Remember? <laughs> Sorry, I was watching Puck do it, and I'm like, it's time to duel. I think I'm lucky with my job that it's pretty flexible. I do requests off in advance for days that Chris has appointments and stuff like that. Uh, She's very involved with the doctor aspect of things. Yes, I am. Because you kind of take lead on all that stuff. Yes. Um, I'm a big pansy. <laughs> yeah, I'm... there's there's a lot that, you know, Chris, with that imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. when it gets to the doctor, he'll be like, well, it's not as bad as I thought downplay. it was. <laughs> uh, and he'll downplay it or forget to mention stuff. Uh, and I feel the need to, to correct it. I have to correct it. I want them to have the most accurate information to help properly. Let's face it. If it, if it were up to me, I'd probably just have a single doctor <laughs> who didn't know I had a problem. <laughs> and then you'd be upset that it wasn't being taken care of. Oh, yeah. No, it would drive me insane. <laughs> but then I'd get all like worked up, go into the doctor and be like, so uh, we should check my uh, blood pressure, <laughs> maybe? I have heart. Do I have blood pressure? Wait, no, don't, don't worry about it. You know what? It's probably fine. I'm just going to go. <laughs> I'm just, just going to go. go, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wasted your time. So for your mental health and my sanity. And physical health. And physical health. I do take the lead a lot with that. Um, I'm I'm trying not to talk as, as much. Like I'm trying to get him to talk more in appointments because I always feel bad when the doctors tell me, like, okay, let's let him explain. Well, but it, he doesn't explain it right. I explain it how I feel it needs to be explained. But it's not a matter of I don't talk enough. It's that I'm not talking right. Because you'll talk over me. You'll correct me mid-sentence and that drives the nurses into angry. Like crazy. They're like, um, let him. But he's not explaining it right. <laughs> That's fair. He's downplaying it, and I'm just like, or he's skipping over stuff, and I'm like, don't forget this. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's a totally different dynamic, because I'm cagey, and so I don't share things. <laughs> I don't share. 
I just don't. Well, it's so. like Bob was asking me, when's Randy going to be on the podcast? And I was like, I don't know that that's a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he would. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I have him very well trained to be like, his responses are, I'm sorry, is there anything I can do? Okay. You could go lay down. <laughs> I'm going to take care of the thing now. Take a nap. And that's, that's what I want. That's yeah. what I need. <laughs> so for him and I, it's very different because... Um, I don't know. I still feel like I'm complaining all the time. So, I don't know. I, I update him on what's going on, but yeah. for the most part, I keep it very close to the chest. Well, and for a lot of things, it's like, we suspect this and this and this. You don't want to go and... Right. I get that. Like, yeah. with the... What are the, the adhesions or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, there's no reason to get all excited about it. Cause right. it's not for sure yet. Like, yeah. Until you know something, mm-hmm. you don't want to share it. I get well, that. Well, and his, like, idea of medicine is, like emergency right and so for him he gets anxious because i he doesn't think i'd tell him if it was actually an emergency and i might not if i didn't if it didn't qualify as an emergency in my brain right he wouldn't need to worry about it so it'd be fine so i've done that in the past where i'm like i'm at the urgent care and he's like why what's going on i'm like it's fine it's fine. Just, don't don't tell him anything. It's just, fine. Like what, we're it's what, all good. What do don't you worry. need to know? It's not like you care. <laughs> Except like, that it's he nothing does. like crazy. I just needed fluids or something. Yeah. Or my blood pressure was acting stupid, so here I am. He's like, Do I need to come? I'm like, No, I'm good. I'll let you know if they say I'm dying. Well, I think a lot of that difference also is um when all of this started it was pretty much like i was there from the get-go well, like pretty early on when it was a problem without me knowing it was a problem mm-hmm. um chris did internalize a lot of it uh and we we had a fight i believe at the time about like if it's bad and i don't know like i love you i'm not going to notice I'm not going to notice because I barely notice, like, if I were to come into a room and the table's on fire, there's a 90% chance I might not notice it. <laughs> it's true. Which is why I've gotten into the habit of just saying all the time, like, yeah. status updates, like, I hurt. Yeah. Just so that she knows what's going on. That's pretty much it, too. Yeah. Like, I'll walk in and be like, my everything hurts. I'm sorry. Do you have that? On with my day. Same thing. Yeah, usually it's just like we'll we'll see each other for the day and we'll just be like, Hi, how's your day? How are you doing? And it'll be like, Oh, work was garbage. I did this to my joints today. And it'll be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. My blah 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 hurts or like this other issue and then it's just like a like we're both broken and it's okay because we can be broken. Huddling <laughs> together in the darkness. <laughs> we'll weather the storm together. That must be such a different experience, too. Mm-hmm. Well, to when she gets on, I'll ask her about it. Yeah. yeah. So, Jen, do you feel like being uh, a joint normie, <laughs> do you feel like being married to an EDSer, you need a support group or, like, a place where you can go to vent and, like, find new resources? I do think it's really important. Um, I... I'm pretty good at communicating now when I'm struggling with something. Um, I think a lot of it early on, I would have benefited from 
having like a, a support group of other people in my situation because early on I did try to be like, well, he's the one with issues, so I I can't I can't have any problems. Mm. Sort of mentality, and that's that's a really easy pitfall for caretaker spouses to fall into because when an issue is so big like when Chris was uh, on bed rest from the spine tumor before we really knew what was going on it was really hard for me to say okay I need time for myself uh, I, I always felt like if if I complained that it wasn't fair because his problems were obviously way worse and yeah, we had a fight about that. Yeah. Like you still have the things going on. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the trap of comparative suffering. Exactly. Where you're like suffering is suffering. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Comparative. It doesn't help anybody. It's not helpful. <laughs> that was how we ended it. It's not fair. Do you remember that though? I was so yeah. frustrated because you're like, you were agitated as hell. And I was like, what's wrong? You're like, nothing. Nothing's wrong. <laughs> like, no, something's very I'm wrong. <laughs> and we had to talk. We had to work through it. Remember that. There are some resources, but not very many, honestly. Because I did look out of curiosity uh, just to see. Because there are people who are like worse along like what they can't swallow at all they have like the feeding tubes and stuff i was curious about the process of all that uh how they were dealing and like what that daily life was like but i couldn't really find anything like it doesn't really seem like most of the caretaker spouses communicate at all until they're like snapping mm. Mm. It doesn't feel like a very open community to be like, this is my daily struggle. It seems like a lot of people keep it very close to the chest, like it's almost something to be ashamed of, or like it's my burden to carry and I can't have my own problems because I need to be here for it. Yeah. 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 I'm much better now. Like, I I talk a bit to my sister. Uh, She's taking care of my grandma and my grandpa at the moment with Pedro. Yeah. But most of the time, I just talk to you guys. I'm not... Well, pretty much since starting ADHD medication, I handle the anxiety a lot better. Well, things have improved, too, for me. Yeah. Like, everything's become more balanced in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Which has made a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's taken a while to get, like, the medical support structure up there but it's definitely pretty calm if there's a new issue like with david last month we were like hey this is an issue can we try x for a solution and he's like here are a couple others but yeah let's try that it wasn't questioning we didn't have to jump through 20 million hoops to do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was not what i was expecting I went in and I was like, he's going to just shoot me down. Because he'd be like, there's no way you can have this. You're on other meds. And he was just going to rip me a new one. Instead, we ended up talking about how Lincoln was a fucking hero. 
<laughs> Ten <laughs> so minutes of weird. of him like he made that decision. He chose that. He knew when he was gonna <laughs> when well, he got yeah. collected that he was gonna die. It's like That's David, so funny. You're crazy. I love, I love you. That's so great. <laughs> now, I know we kind of touched on this um, before. Sorry, I'm trying to think how to organize the thought. Mm. Um, how do you avoid falling into the fix-it mentality um, and kind of leading in with the tears of care? The fix-it mentality is very hard to not fall into. Um, I think a, a big chunk of it comes with accepting that this isn't a problem that's going to get solved. Like this isn't something that you can put stitches in and it's going to close up and then that's it. Mm -hmm. This is a constant problem. Like this is, <laughs> this is, this our is life. how it is and it's going to get worse and that's okay. Like it, it sucks, but once you accept that, it sucks balls. <laughs> you can kind of try to find ways to make it suck less. And it's it's really hard in certain situations when it's bad and there's literally nothing you can do. And when I fall into that, where, like, he's in bed, there's literally nothing I can help like there's nothing i can give him to help with the situation and you just feel powerless and, like, yeah helpless. and that's like the helplessness and then the anxiety's increasing with me being there mm -hmm. in that situation i have to step away but in most situations i have tears mm -hmm. of care so if it's something small and most of the time they're pretty accessible so I have all of the mobility aids in one spot that's easily accessible for Chris or the kids it's accessible for if he's on the ground as well and I'm not home same with um, his pill case like it's in a secure place but it's pretty easy for him to access mm -hmm. um so, obviously, there's the first step where have you taken your normal routine? Mm -hmm. Is it something where it's like... You missed a dose of noon, have you, you suck. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Are like, your nerves on fire because you didn't take your gabapentin? Yeah. Or was this in... Yeah. Like, there have been times when we haven't put something in for the week. And on day three, I'm like falling apart. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand it. And they're like, oh, we forgot to put in... So and so, I was like, Whoops. "Oh shit!" I've done that because yeah. I'll be like out of something when right. I go to fill it, and then I forgot to like put the refill in. Yep. Yeah, I've done that. It's not a good one. No, <laughs> it's not good. So tier one's always like the the checkmark box. Yeah. Like, do you have you taken your medications? When was the last time you ate? Um, did you sleep? Did you sleep? <laughs> have you had water? The basic, regular self-care bubble. Mm -hmm. If it's something outside of that, so like if there's a dislocation, 
Is this something that, like, is, is it back in place? Can I help you put it back in place? <laughs> and then immediately after, do we need to get you an anti-inflammatory? When was the last time you've taken that? Do you need an ice pack? If it's not that bad, okay. We have different types of ice packs, too. There are the bean ones. There's the gel ones. Mm -hmm. There's that really, really big one. I love the big one. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> We've got favorite. the lotion for it's if it's something that... Like when my back's on fire. Mm -hmm. For no reason. Yeah. The, the lotion helps a lot with that. Apothecana. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. It's the best thing I've ever tried. Like, and <laughs> I've done them all. Like, I see hot through... <laughs> <laughs> then we have like the next tier up where it's do you need a distraction do you need to go soak for a little while mm. do you need quiet time do you need to go sit in the ice chest which is this office normally yeah. <laughs> if it's something where he can't sleep on the bed does he need to come to this couch because sometimes if it if he's not sleeping there if we get him with the fur blanket and a pillow here and the cold, this is the next step for can it make you sleep? Yeah. Because my back gets so messed up sometimes that yeah. the like softness of this couch is just perfect where I can actually fall asleep on it. It's the sleep couch. Yeah. It's yeah, also right? the one that notifies her when you're not doing well. <laughs> right. When I'm like, on the couch, it's pretty here. dire. Yeah. <laughs> And it's most of the time where I'm like, okay, I'm going to put a blanket over you. I'm going to bring you a coffee. And that's where that tier of, just I guess, communicating the, the emotional like love. support. Yeah. yeah. Communicating love and support. Mm -hmm. Where it's something where I can get you something that you enjoy, like a coffee, that fur blanket... Maybe I'll show up with, like, a, a little thing of candy that you like. And then there are tiers of things that are just for comfort. So there's specific candies that are pretty hard to find that I'll go out of my way to get. Uh, one that's actually super difficult to find is a candy that makes him blush because it's really cute. It's it fluffy cute. and... <laughs> It's the only way to describe the flavor is you put it in your mouth and you're like, oh, this is cute. There's no words. It It is what it is. If I ever find it, I'll make you try it. You'll understand. Okay. <laughs> it just is. I understand, like, the concept because I've had things that taste colors. Yeah. Lots of things taste colors. It's the same concept as when they say to have good sleep hygiene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where there are things that you have specifically for for operant conditioning yep very bad comfort so if it's something very where bad comfort. <laughs> the I... worst of comfort levels oh no i'm too comfortable <laughs> the worst of comfort snake snake <laughs> he's just asleep exactly <laughs> but yeah where it's at like a really bad level and yeah. you know there's something that brings you comfort I'll reserve those things for just those dark times so that it really does condition you to where the next time that you're having a really bad point, 
when you have that comfort item again, like your emotional response is a little heightened because you've already gotten comfort from it in that kind of situation. And so it, it feels more like, um, the, it, the first step in starting a ladder when it, things get bad, because it, it's like you get the, the, the rush of the thing that you, you know, it's conditioned into you. Yeah. yeah. So you're that like, Hey, there's the serotonin. Right. Hey, so you're like, okay, Hey, dopamine. now I can go, I can get up. I'll go get dressed. I'll go. You know what I mean? <clears throat> That's like how my day doesn't actually begin until I've had a shower. Right. So on days where I plan to do nothing, generally I don't shower. <laughs> I might take a bath, but right. my day doesn't begin unless I've had a shower. So the first step for me is always like make it into the shower. <laughs> and then after that, we're golden. Yeah. But it'll take me four hours to get in the shower sometimes. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's like my way of, I guess, giving you a spoon. Yeah. Or giving you some rungs for your ladder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good first step. That's awesome. Yeah, I really like the idea of the tiered system of care. It works. It's great. Yeah, that was something that's like new to me. I know. It's something she's developed after years of dealing with me when I'm like the bottom of the bottom. Because there's there are times when honestly, I can't help, and it doesn't help either of us for me to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And there's sometimes when it's helpful for me to just sit down next to you put on a stupid movie and distract you for and a let while. you talk <laughs> that shit about said movie yeah that's pretty much it that's what i do i'm like i'm in a mood and i'm going to take it out on this film yeah very much yeah. or i'll distract you with a concept of like a, a magic deck where i'm like hey do you think this would work and then you and then you sit down for four hours <laughs> We're talking days. Yeah, no, that, that, that resonates heavy. Right? <laughs> I need a distraction that'll last me a week long. Yep. That's what last week was. It was, Sophie wanted a deck and I wanted to make the FU deck. I spent all week doing that. See, that's funny because I like, I don't know. And it's tedious as hell going through all your cards. <laughs> it's really absorbing. I need though. to like, I was thinking about this the other day. I want to get back into crocheting. No, you should get into magic. Because then I could do something with my hands. Yeah, yeah, you play cards with your hands. You'd have to teach me from scratch, man. I don't care. It's, it's easy. It's so fun, though. <laughs> can you read? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was no, so I condescending. Cannot. Can you read? We've got those cards that'll teach you this What stuff. up? I'm Jared, and I never <laughs> learned how to read. I'm 19. I never fucking learned how to read. I can't read. open this. I'm sweating too hard. Sorry, I flushed really nope. bad like a minute and a half ago. And now I'm just I got it. heavily nauseous. It's thick. Haha, <laughs> you're not the only one with special strength. <laughs> the EDS strength, though, like... I call it something inappropriate. This is true. We won't share. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just bleep. So, just like, bleep this. He'll... Bleep that. Self-censorship. He'll install my mic where it's supposed to be upstairs, and then I'll be like... Yeah, can you go get this? And I'll try. I'll try really freaking hard. But no, I can't undo it. So I have to be like, no, you go get it. Special Special EDS strength. (laughs) Well, and I think there's something to be said about that. Just real quick. Because I tend to, like, break things all all the time. Just because we don't use things 
normally. Yeah. <laughs> like scissors, break those. Can openers, break those. Before I came over, and I was just sitting there combing my hair, and then all of a sudden, like the teeth just disintegrated. <laughs> <laughs> and my hair, and I was just like. Ah. Right. <laughs> Apparently, it's just like my fingers are so weak, where there's just like a way that I hold it, where all the pressure is just on one spot. Wow. Like all my fingers are all like buckled up around it. Holy mm -hmm. shit. We, we use our. He was on bed rest for two years before the back surgery. I lost no muscle. No muscle. It was fantastic. Like they, <laughs> in the hospital when they did the, all the checks and stuff like that, mm -hmm. he recovered a lot faster than they expected him to. And they were like, well, you were on bed rest? And he was like. Yeah. I was secretly running marathons tonight. <laughs> I haven't told anybody my dark secret. Bench <laughs> pressing like slug bugs. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do for fun. <laughs> EDS strength for the win. Mm -hmm. It is unbelievably hot. You want to take a break? Yes, please. I'm dying. <laughs> All right, we have returned. Jen is being fed. Life is good-ish. No, no, it's not, but... We can pretend. There goes our source of cold. We're going to pretend. It can be good and bad. Until I fever out and die. <laughs> Until we all get heat stroke and die. <laughs> That'll be it. It's really not even that hot in here. I just not regulating well. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get a blinding headache all of a sudden? No. <laughs> um, I said life can be good and bad. And so my brain was like, let's combine the two words. And I said, blood? <laughs> Life is blood. Blood. Life is blood. Life is only blood. The blood there is life. only blood. Blood. Don't judge me. I worked hard on that. You're like it's trash. Your wife. But is there's trash. no L. There's no L in good or bad. I know. <laughs> she just wanted to say. It's blood. just booed. Booed. <laughs> it's booed. I'm having a booed day. Like you said, like big mood. Booed. <laughs> big mood. <laughs> And then you can say boof for a big oof. Boof. <laughs> boof. 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 <laughs> Where were we in our questions? Uh, we had them. Vocal. Jen, when did you know you were a caretaker? That's a good question. Yeah, like when did the transition happen? Or was it slowly <laughs> over time? I guess after the first surgery, really. That makes sense. When I was bedridden. Yeah. When I couldn't feel my arm. It was, they did a nerve block. They did it so well that it lasted Those for a week. Those evil mofos. And, and I had to I get you like, to stop blocks. trying to be like... <laughs> it's like Woody in Toy Story. What is it? Two? Yeah. Toy Story 2? When his arm is just like yeah. this dead thing. Well, it was cool. It, it was like around. somebody else's arm was here, and it would touch me and freaked me out <laughs> really bad. Like, ugh. And then he would go, me? like, it feels like somebody else. <laughs> and then he would dangle it and be like, <laughs> I and I was, like, that. freaking out. <laughs> like, Stop, Stop it. it. Surgery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is why no one will ever operate on us ever again. <laughs> like, I know what you do. Only with nerve blocks. So as long don't as we don't nerve give nerve blocks, we're good. Golden. Golden. I'm never letting them do that to me ever again. I don't care what it's for. 
I just, I don't care. Yeah. They could be like, you have stomach cancer and we need to numb you out everywhere. And I'd be like, no, absolutely not. Fuck it. We'll do no, it live. No, it's going to be the most painful thing I've ever experienced. Because no. You're like, I want this. <laughs> They're like, would you like an epidural? No. Is it like a nerve block? No. Do you want anything? No. Just fix it. <laughs> Can you fix it without fucking with me? No. You could bring a baseball bat. I don't know. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever Just makes knock you happy. Me out. I'll drink a bunch of whiskey before mm-hmm. I come in. Oh, my God. I don't even care. Bring a rag so you can bite down on it, a piece of wood. Cocaine? Arr. I'll just, like, lick that. It'll it'll be fine. Wow. <laughs> you can't put that on the internet. I got distracted thinking about it. Watch me. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> Never. No. Um, I've had two for giving birth to babies. I'm 100% for. You tried natural. You tried. I tried. Just wasn't in the cards. Those babies weren't having it. Is it too long? She yeah. was regressing. Well, oh, Sophie started at one in the morning uh-huh. right after game night. That's the worst because you're never rested. You're like, okay, it's time for a baby. I hope you have the energy of a million like track stars. That was when Benji yeah. was going to game so night So like too. 16 hours later, they were like, yeah, it's starting to regress. We need to do the epidural. And I was like, okay. And Fine. I was bawling my eyes oh, out. No. And then we did it. Oh, and no. they went to go check to see how it was doing. It was like, oh, there's a baby head. There you go. Three mm-hmm. pushes and done. Nice. The only thing I've heard about EDS pregnancy is that it goes fast. Yeah. It's like fast, well, it fast. They're sense. like, oh, your you're, you're water broke. Oh, there's a baby. Well, and you're <laughs> most likely going to dislocate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you get it a whole takes new apart one. like a puzzle <laughs> oh, no. like a transformer <laughs> yes baby delivery mode activated just hips just pelvis open catch baby here done baby done pull the lever wrong lever oh no Friendly reminder that your mom most likely shit on you. It's true. <laughs> You're welcome, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Jen's so for caretaker now. spouses. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> and I'm the one with ADHD. <laughs> I don't feel good. That's what this is. Yeah. If we're being honest. Belligerent. The fuckery will escalate until mm. I am unconscious. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say it's important to have a hobby with your spouse and a few hobbies just to yourself. Recharge. I think time. that's healthy in any relationship yeah. too, though. Yeah, that's true. Well, and it's like they talk about like be two separate people who are in a cooperative relationship. Yeah. Instead of, like, one person combined. Because <laughs> then you can't function as two halves. Her brain yeah. functions like multiple people anyway, so it works. My brain function is all the things. With all her TV screens. Yeah. And no words. It's just so weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the in the comments, I want to know. Sorry, out of blind curiosity. Um, do you have an internal monologue? Yes, we want to know. 
And if you don't, do you have any other conditions like ADHD or anything else like that? Because yeah. I want to see how, how that lines up. It differentiates, yeah. Do you have an internal monologue? No. You don't talk to yourself? You don't go, hey, asshole, stop. Well, it's usually just like the sound of screaming. <laughs> that, those are voices. That still counts. <laughs> Even oh. if it's a hellscape. <laughs> It's the nether from Minecraft. That's your mind. <laughs> we did have a question from the Facebook. Oh. We did? Yes. Cool. Um, the question was, how do you find a caretaker, like if you don't have a caretaker spouse, and how do you afford it? Um, the afford it part, honestly, it's going to be dependent on your situation. Your situation. What state you live in, and the whether you're support options there, disability, mm. um, Medicaid, Social Security, it it really depends. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't try to apply for Medicaid. Uh, we didn't until I got pregnant, and yeah, and I was like, "Don't be stupid." Yeah, don't be stupid. <laughs> and I was like, "But what?" And don't she be was like, dumb. "Don't be stupid." And I was like. Oh, okay. And it opened up a lot, uh, but it takes work on, on that end of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's say if, that... if you're capable of having a side hustle going on, like making plushes and stuff like that, there are a whole bunch of online things you can do without having to... Nasty grandma. Physically go ship stuff. <laughs> 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 ruin that train of thought. Sorry. But for finding a caretaker, a lot of it's going to be make a list of the support that you need from stuff that you can do yourself to stuff that you honestly need somebody to help with, even if it's just once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. And there are a variety of options. Most of the caretaking is going to be aimed at the elderly, Mm. Mm -hmm. but most of them don't have age restrictions. It's something that my sister is building up a a company for here in Colorado. Like, they're caretaking for elderly, but the services they offer can apply to people Mm -hmm. with disabilities also. The other thing is, um, if you can't afford, like, a caretaker, um, like, once a, I don't know, bi-weekly even, to have, um, like, a maid service even mm, yeah. can be really helpful. And I think that part gets overlooked a lot. Like, if once a week you have a maid service come to your house for, like, 120 bucks or, yeah. I don't know how much it costs, I feel like but it's fairly affordable when to When people do. approach any of that, like house buying or trying to modify their surroundings and they mm-hmm. always assume the worst and there are smaller solutions that you can take like half steps yeah. that'll get you closer to where you need to be right because little things make a huge difference yes and reach out to family and friends too like if if you need help with meal preparation see if there's a friend or a family member who like in a, a morning situation would be capable of making like a, a big batch of tamales or casseroles mm-hmm. ask if you can pay them like 20 bucks plus 
all the supplies, I can think of the word, um, to prep stuff for you. Or help you prep. or Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that goes into that, like, building a network and a support system um, and making sure that you have options and avenues open to you. Um, and if not, seek them out. Mm-hmm. Seek them out. Do your research. Find out what your options are and what's available to you, where you live, what's available to you based on your income. Um, I know socioeconomic status makes a huge difference um, both ways, really, because you've got like the Medicaid side as a support for low low end income, but they have such a fine line mm-hmm. that sometimes you're going to make two, $200 a year too much for mm. Medicaid. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out because there's always other options. And I know Denver DM, oh, what is it called? It's like the Denver Metro something clinic. Um, that's where I started and they have like super low cost options and they work mm. with you and they create, it's not, um, it's not insurance, but it is like they will work with you within their clinic for um, $30. Oh, wow. So that's actually how I started Penton before everything, <laughs> before <laughs> diagnosis. So I'll have to look it up because um, I know in Denver that's a really good option. And I hadn't heard of it until a friend of mine brought it to my attention. So I think it's worth sharing. And I know with finding doctors and stuff like that 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 question's all over like how do you find the right doctor and it's honestly don't be afraid to get a second opinion if you're not comfortable with a doctor you've seen if you're not comfortable with those interactions it's okay to get a second opinion that happens all of the time in the medical field we fell we fell for the trap of sticking with somebody for a long time and regretting it Mm -hmm. well and i think that's where bug is right now but you have limited options yeah (laughs) Yeah. a lot of the doctors that we've found i've honestly just googled for certain types of doctors in our state and sorted by like i'll i'll check to see if they take insurance i'll check their reviews i'll check their Yelp and Google and the, yeah, yeah. Run the health gamut. grades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even then, we've had to work within our means. Mm-hmm. Like inside yeah. our network is still... We don't get treated the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and with Medicaid, it's so hard. It's either... Hit, it's, that's the thing. It's hit or miss. Yeah. It's hit, hit or miss with a lot of different situations. Um, I mean, we're lucky we were able to put our team together. With Chris's... Um, orthopedic specialists we got honestly lucky most of the time they don't see Medicaid patients but we were at the emergency room for his shoulders and Dr. War happened to be the on-call person and so he thoroughly looked at the x-rays of Chris's shoulders Mm -hmm. and he said We don't normally take Medicaid patients at my office, but come 
and see me, like we'll we'll take you, we'll take your insurance, and we'll we'll help you. Mm-hmm. And because we were already patients there with him, we were able to do the back and the hips through their office. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Everything's been through them pretty much. Do you feel like you get like some perks for being interesting? Sometimes, yeah. It depends. In like teaching situations. Oh yeah. Where they're like, "Come see this guy. He's super weird." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that happen a couple times where they're like, do you mind if we sit in or if we have someone sit in? I get that. And I'm yeah. like, that's fine. I, don't I care. also had <laughs> when I broke my hand, um, we went to university hospital and <laughs> the, the, the people who were working on my hand were all students, but it was their first day. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I had this this RN was looking at my my hand, cleaning it. And the dog bite. Yeah. Do you remember? Because oh, like, yeah. I had that giant huge chunk missing and uh-huh. so they're they're watching her clean this out and then she leaves and tells them to keep cleaning it so they're timidly like sitting there like trying not to hurt me because they don't know like you guys can go harder you can plunge yeah. like get it clean get in there <laughs> scrub it i don't care and they did it for like 30 minutes they each took turns and i'm just sitting here I'm like yeah that's fine you're not hurting me get it clean <laughs> it was just funny they were very like oh no let's not hurt the patient <laughs> god you gotta do it what yeah. does your team consist of? My team? My so team's huge. We have our <laughs> primary care, uh, who's a nurse practitioner. We have the orthopedic specialists. Um, we, the ones we don't actively see, but we've gone through, uh, we did a lot of the specialists at National Jewish because they had all of them in the same building yeah and they accepted medicaid yeah so gi kidney That's where we met emily right yep mm-hmm. yeah rheumatology all of that was at national jewish and honestly national jewish was fantastic pain management is a huge part of it too pain management is a huge part of it yep because they we do um they do pain meds and then they do the psychological the therapy and teaching coping skills and the clinic we're at they require mental health as part of it which is why we We went went to this clinic Mm -hmm. because every time we in the the one before oh yeah they were like here let's just up your dose if you're feeling crappy i'm like i'm having and emotionally it was like i'm having panic attacks and i can't function um i'm having all these trauma-based issues we'll just sedate you you should take more, more pain meds Okay, that's healthy. Yeah, they're sure. like, you this can't have we make panic addiction. attack medication, so we'll just... Yeah, yeah, that was their solution. And we were like, no. And then when I yeah. wanted to see a therapist, they said that I couldn't accept any medications from a psychologist or a therapist. Because of the it's contract so I was on. It's just counterproductive. Like, every time we look at systems, it just makes me so angry because they are set up for failure. Mm-hmm. And they're setting up patients for failure. And it's this, like, self-perpetuating nightmare <laughs> So it's really cool to see, like, that, um, what is it called? It's New, new health. health, right? Yeah. yeah. New Health is kind of taking that step. I like that new. <laughs> they're revamping the system and tackling the mental health aspect, mm-hmm. which is huge. And they they seem to be doing a good job of keeping people who aren't, like, dependent. Mm-hmm. Not dependent, because there are people that are dependent and need it, but they don't, there's not a lot of that pill-seeking going on there because of right. the requirements. Mm-hmm. And it's not all based on, like, a UA. Right. They do it, but on the UA, you can mark if you've taken something illicit. 
Yeah. And they'll talk you through how to get off of it. Like, they're really... What would that look like if you were like, hey, I smoked marijuana? I don't know. I don't know, Would they honestly. be like, stop that? Or would they be like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. I think it depends on the... <laughs> well, no, there's a new director, so things have gotten a lot more stringent. Oh, okay. Before, I think it would have been okay, but now I don't know. That's I think always... it depends on the situation. Yeah. Like, I think since Chris is there for chronic issues... If he suddenly had, like, cocaine in his system, <laughs> yeah, it would be, be something that could completely end the yeah. contract. But if they were there for the substance abuse side of things. There was a guy who was in the therapy, group therapy, that used Kratom all the time. Huh. And they Kratom doesn't test, though, does it? I don't know. It doesn't show? It shouldn't. But he I was all about smoking weed and using Kratom. But he was still went there. Kratom makes me nervous. Have you guys tried Kratom? I'm very curious. Does it work for you? I, I have heard too many horror stories about Kratom. Yeah. Same. It makes me very nervous just because there's not a lot of information. There's an interesting, I think it's on Netflix or Hulu, but um, there's this uh, pharmacopiary show. Is um, it the the one with what's his name? Like the wonderful... Vice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I watch that. What? Um, oh, the, Vice. The okay. video on that is very fascinating and it made me look at it in a different light but not enough for me to ever consider using it as the solution for right. like pain management or anything else right mm -hmm. well and i just i worry about baseline yeah like <laughs> i tried I it for always, three days and now it doesn't do anything right yeah. like i can always smoke more weed or take more edibles right like that <laughs> I, I understand <laughs> that's fine no one in the history of ever has ever overdosed i'm getting to sound really sketch when i go see david i'm gonna ask him about that though i always worry yeah, about the... like, hey, if i do weed will you kick me out yes the... not that i did but i'm curious sorry self-made part of it the like yeah <laughs> you might know what's in it but at the same time you don't know it's like street drugs mm. exactly like you don't know what's in it you don't know how you're gonna react and a lot of it's stuff that, oh, yeah, it's healthy, but, you know, having X amount of freaking nutmeg yeah. could cause a cascading issue and kill you. Right. Well, and it's like uh, grapefruit and pain meds. Yeah. <laughs> like, things you don't automatically know. Yeah. Buggies. Expand on that. Grapefruit and pain meds. Oh, grapefruit and pain meds. Don't have... E so something about grapefruit um, can essentially trick your body into overdosing on a normal dose of pain medication. So like if you're on opioids of any kind, you're not supposed to have grapefruit flavored anything, mm -hmm. nothing with grapefruit in it. I almost made that mistake the other day. Same with grapefruit ADHD sparkling medication. water. Mm. Um, it just can be true between alcohol and CBD in um, some people report having um, negative reactions where like, yeah, I have a beer every night before I go to bed and then they take CBD and then they're like, I had a beer with my CBD Holy and I shit. got way too drunk off of just one beer. Weird. Wow. I've never heard that. That's interesting. Yeah. That's just something that people have been reporting for a while. <laughs> That's fascinating. Man. I don't usually drink because it sets off the MCAS. I don't drink because of all the meds I'm on. <laughs> if I want to drink, I have to make sure that I don't take anything for like a day or two. Yeah. See, and I just, eh, I don't know. It's not worth it anymore. Because if I take it, I know I'm going to sneeze for the I next would, like I'd go drinking hours. with like you guys though. Yeah. 
So I, I like, if it's going to be worth it, cool. But normally I just, I'm like, no, I'll pass. <laughs> You're just so <clears throat> straight edge. So straight edge. Woo. <laughs> I like wine. <laughs> I like yes, wine too. Do. But yeah, not when. And usually it's like, I used to call it a two day cold. Yeah. Because I would just, I would drink and then the day after and then the day after that it was like a leak from one eye and one sinus side was mm. going to be angry for two days for no reason because mass cell activation yeah <laughs> stupid hey i have a question for jen is it hard for you to keep me in line <laughs> It's a very fair question. If, if it's like something serious, I know for little things, I, I I overdo it all the time. But like, if there was something major, would you have a hard time? Like hip surgery. Yeah, I, I think I'd be pretty, pretty good on hip surgery. I don't know. I don't know how you did the first or second, but I know for me, like I know my family had a hard time keeping me in line. It's hard to get you to rest the appropriate amount, like the first day or two. You'll rest because you're still like doped super up. worn out and yeah. <laughs> doped up. But after that, then you're impatient, like you're you're restless. And so we did a better job this time of of keeping you distracted and convincing you to not get up. But it's fair. Uh, I think a lot of that, honestly, the the Abilify helps. Oh, that's true. I'm not going manic mode. Yeah. Because mm, yeah. imagine being restless, but then feeling manic on top of it. Yeah. Being like, oh, God, I'm having a manic episode. Let's do the entire house. I just right surgery. after surgery. Whee! Yeah. I can do it. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. And like with the room move this time, you you had to tell me that you weren't manic. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't. Yeah. And he I thought it hurt. through and executed it appropriately. It didn't hurt anything. Everything yeah. Right. Did a good, good I'm job. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> In a really serious way. Yeah. yeah. That's progress. <laughs> Proud that you did a big activity without hurting yourself. Yeah, it's I did. First. I'm pretty much the best. <laughs> oh, I have a question. So we've talked a lot about like explicit <laughs> communication. Um, but what advice would you give to other zebras on how to establish good communication with their caretakers or their spouses? Hmm. I have stumped her. Wow. Well, she's just processing. I would say a lot of it's going to be building communication habits. Because obviously there's the aspect of you're going to downplay it most of the time. Mm -hmm. But. Sorry, Buggy's playing with stuff. Like a child. Building in habits of communication. Like when they ask you how you're doing, also ask them how they're doing. Like build I don't I don't know how to describe it. Like it, it's a gradual yeah. thing. Yeah. I so think you like have to also get used brick. to like the idea of having uncomfortable conversations about it. Yep. Cuz yeah. you got to get over that yeah. real quick. Well, and 
for zebras, I know that, <clears throat> like, I think we are self-aware enough usually that we think about the future and we think about the things that we can do and might not be able to do down the line and what things might look like. Um, and I know my husband didn't really think that I was thinking about those things until I was explicit about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know, I know what you're anxious about because I've been thinking about these things and I have for years. Um, and just kind of letting him know that he wasn't alone with that uncertainty yeah um was really helpful and i think that was when we kind of started to establish more regular communication about like what things might look like what our options are um how we're going to handle things as things kind of go downhill um and letting them know like it, it's okay for them as a caretaker to not be okay mm -hmm. yeah that if they're upset with something, they need to express it too. Um, and to, to talk about the good things as well as the bad. Because um, that's a lot of people in communication, they'll either stop because they feel like they're complaining too much. Mm -hmm. Or... I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, or like they don't have the right to have yeah. a bad day or to feel bleh because mm -hmm. their partner's condition. Yeah. Um, sorry. Off screen for bug. I was going to ask the same question. Okay. I was like, how does it work with you and star? Cause we know star is probably on the spectrum of hypermobility disorders. So when me or star are having a bad day, um, it kind of comes to the point where we need to decide who's who's more in need in that moment. Hmm. Being like, okay, I know that my shoulders hurt, but if you can't walk because your hips are out of line, I need to be the one to be like, okay, I'll be gentle with myself, but I ultimately need to be there for you in this moment because you're having a... It doesn't really matter if it's like a worse time, it's more of a like... Functionality. Yeah, yeah, what it, what yeah. what you can accomplish versus what moment and like what's needed. Like, you need a shower to feel better, but you can't really get up easily by yourself. I'll stand here and be something for you. See, so you end up compensating for each other in ways, like yeah. filling so instead in. Of, instead of feeling like you're a one man army, it's like I can help you in this way if that helps you. Yeah. If you need something else, then I can go grab more tools. Like we can go grab KT tape. We can go grab a cane. Um, but a lot of it is just a matter of communicating what we need from each other mm -hmm. and the boundaries that we have um, in what we can do in that moment. Yeah. Like there are days where my knees go out while we're shopping at Walmart mm -hmm. and I'm like, hey, can you go grab the cane? And she'll be like, um, my knees are also really bad. Can you just check out and go home? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's an Fair. appropriate answer instead of walk out to the car, grab the cane, walk all the way back in, then continue to shop. Right. That just hurts you as well. So finding a compromise and a healthy way to deal with whatever situation there is. Um, and then also just being there and listening for when you're okay, but the other person's not. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that would be a really hard thing. Because, like, once when you do feel good, you, you kind of... 
Mm-hmm. Right. And you kind of discount all of the negative experiences because your brain is wired that way. You're supposed to forget yeah. pain. Um, not in like a learning way, obviously. But you're supposed to forget that you experienced that in a way. Um, I don't remember where I was going with that. Sorry. I had a question for Bug. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Wait. Sorry. No, go for it. Um, It also made me think of at least for caretaker spouses. Mm-hmm. When you have something like bad news or... Are you talking about the sandwich? The, like, pat it on both sides? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Where you can do, like, a compliment sandwich when you want to give someone, like, negative feedback? No. Um, so, like, with the EDS diagnosis, like, if that person's getting the bad news... Uh, as a caretaker, like, you're part of the disorder also. Like, it's not just them. Oh, yeah. It's like, part of your life, too. You're impacted no matter mm-hmm. what. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think a lot of that mindset for caretaking, like, they're they're excluding, like, they're going through this. Mm-hmm. And so they're, and it it could be, I don't know if it's the same, like. Some of the comments that I've seen, the person with EDS is is so very focused and like they're having a hard time with it. They're that they're not seeing the impact of right yeah. their spouse as well. So I think bridging that communication that it's a it's a shared experience mm-hmm. is really important. Yeah, well, and it's like when I had to when I hadn't considered how scary some things could be. Yeah, for my spouse. Like, I decided after surgery that breathing wasn't important (laughs) and did for, like, two, three days afterwards. Right. And it took me that amount of time to realize that, man, you, that must not have been a good experience for you. That must have been really scary to experience Mm -hmm. from the outside. And I'm sorry that I didn't acknowledge that. And, like, turning around and going back to it and being like, I acknowledge what you went through while I was going through that. Yeah. And I think that kind of falls off the plate a lot. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, we're, as human beings, we're interior focused. Like, we. Well, even in couples, though, way. I feel like sometimes they both get focused on the EDS aspect. Mm. They, like, they both get lost in it because of, of what it is, you know? So it's not just that one's neglecting the other, it's that they're both focused on the one thing and they should be focused on everything. Right. Like each other. Yeah. Yeah. My question sense. was, was it hard to build that communication with Star? Or did it just kind of grow over time, or was it something you guys had to work at? It was a conversation that really started when she acknowledged the fact that, like, hey, I might have some sort of connective issue as well. And it was like, okay, well, these are things that I struggle with. Do you share any of those? And then it was like, yeah, this will occasionally happen, or, like, this will cause this effect to me. And it's like, okay... I understand that you have a situation where we don't really know what's going on, but we are able to identify that something is going on. Mm-hmm. It is a valid, like, fear and something that's actually happening and not just like, yeah, okay, whatever. You yeah. might just be overplaying some, like, everyday joints and pains, like, whatever, whatever. Right. But because we have the background we do, I was able to be like, hey, 
do you think that this might be something that you want to keep in mind? And so it just kind of evolved over time off of a single conversation of like, hey, I think that I have an issue. Yeah, that's so good. It's, it's finding the, the way to communicate that effectively and be like, I think that I might need more attention and also being taken care of sometimes because I'm not the way that most people are. Yeah. I'm also flexible. And so finding finding a way to communicate that and still be okay after was kind of tricky too. Because mm. uh, the fear was if I tell her right off the bat, like, hey, I have this connective tissue disorder, uh, I'm going to need a lot of caretaking. It kind of is a, it's not a opening move. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name's Ben. I'm broken. <laughs> if you stay with me, it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Yeah, never be bored. Now I'm I'm really curious about. We should just have him come join us on the couch, really. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I wonder about like, what did you think of, um, when we were talking about spousal guilt. How does that come into play for the two of you? Because you're both in a situation like um, where your life paths have had to kind of change and be altered. It's been kind of nice to just have somebody that like you spend the majority of your day with who understands that it sucks a lot and not every moment is okay. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. So there's not so much the guilt of like, I can't give her everything that she wants because I'm broken because like she can't do the same for me. So it's easier for me to be like, I don't expect that of you. I just ask that you also don't expect that of me. Mm. So you both have kind of this like come as you are. Yeah. Where it's, I understand that today we're okay. Tomorrow you might not be and tomorrow I might not be. Mm -hmm. um, but I've signed up for being a long-term caretaker for her and making sure that like we're both okay in whatever capacity we can so that's interesting yeah the like mutualistic piece yeah it's very much like if we we had a little commune and we were just like all right well we're all broken so yeah. today i'll farm and then you can stay here by the well and pump for that's what we're gonna do now. i was about to say we gotta get we have to make we're gonna this happen. buy a commune <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get a compound and it'll be the zebra cult yeah oh yeah i have good ankles so <laughs> i could do something involving legs <laughs> <laughs> what's not broken i mean my ankles we will make legs. a village of zebras <laughs> together we will be one functioning human being it took all 37 of us but we, we have one share. human we all job share it's the same job yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's just a it's it's a journey and it's a process and it takes a lot of time and patience with each other and knowing that like it it's gonna suck along the way but you know i love you and you love me and that's enough for us to mm -hmm. to stick through and be all right you know right well it's good that you guys are able to talk like that yeah yeah communication is like 75 percent of the battle <laughs> At least that's the way I think of it. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, learning to set those boundaries of, like, hey, can you go move the laundry? And it's like, n no, not not right well, now. Well, it's so uncomfortable saying no anyways. Yeah. And especially in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So you have to, I guess you'd have to learn, huh? Yeah. It's like, hey, can you move the laundry? No. Can you move the laundry this time? And I'll unload the dishwasher here in a couple hours when I put myself back together. And it's like, okay, we can we can split those jobs and find find ways to, to hmm. still get everything done, but not have one person 
feel like they're carrying 90% of the household. Right. Right. Because they avoid that, like, mm-hmm. buildup of, I don't know, Cause that's, resentment, that's, maybe? Yeah. 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 Do you have that problem, Jen? Do you feel like you carry the, the household? Like, do you feel the pressure to carry the household? No. Uh, sometimes if I'm not up for cleaning stuff and I let it slide for a few days, I can feel overwhelmed by what needs to be done Mm -hmm. but we have really good kids so most of the time they just help me with it yeah well that's the other part is like Mm -hmm. you're you're really active as a parent um and so it gives jen the like the freedom (laughs) to be able to work and to put in the hours and not have to worry about coming home and Mm -hmm. yeah dude i do what i can or at least i try to well and like you said they're really they're just good kids they are. They're just really lovely humans <laughs> that you've created. <laughs> they're just kind and caring and compassionate kids. Word. They're good peeps. You have made good clan. <laughs> we like them a lot. Yeah. Good clan. Good clan. Do you have questions for Jenna as a caretaker? Um... What are some of the more discouraging things that you face? That's a good one. A good one. <clears throat> it's hard to say, really. Um, like, I know now I'm pretty honest with stuff that makes me freak out. Like, anytime we move, mm-hmm. anything. Like, rearranging, moving rooms, moving in general. I get very negative emotions and very anxious. Like, I I will not feel calm until it's done. Mm. It's not as bad now that the mania is more controlled. But we used to rearrange a lot. So I would always... <laughs> Pretty much. Dread when that would happen. I remember uh, I used to come over and like make you. It's like a let big lurking shadow where I knew it was coming. Yeah. Didn't know when the jump scare would happen. But it was going to happen. <laughs> well, and it's funny, my mania was on a schedule. You could tell like when I was uh, when I I was like heading to the depressive lows or the highs, you could almost time it. Cuz things would get done and then nothing would get done. Mm. Because that's how being bipolar works. Yeah. I do Dread doing laundry. I hate doing laundry. <laughs> Part of that is because it's in the basement. So I hate taking it all the way downstairs. We need a And Jen a has creaky creaky knees. She I, does. I do have a I have a very bad knee. My left yeah. knee. It literally goes It's every really time. awful. <laughs> every time It's she like if you were grinding your teeth. That's what that's Or like teethless sh- sugar. You well, when I, I had that, that car accident when I was younger and I was still in Castlewall. I had to change how I did all the stunts and fighting to where I would always land on my left knee. Mm. Mm. So it, it took the brunt of the abuse. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But honestly, Baba helps a ton. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's our third wife. It's so funny, like the way <laughs> His the <words>. dynamic works. <laughs> he said that? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> He, he was bringing up a story of uh, Grandma Nancy uh-huh. and how 
they felt like they needed a, a second wife yeah to help with the relationship because they both didn't want to clean it. i think they had a friend who would help with stuff so he's like our second wife i guess that's really funny <laughs> like i, I, I like, like cleaning that. the dishes i've never minded cleaning the kitchen uh i wash the floors a couple times a week because kids kids yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just sticky and gross <laughs> Sticky hands. Stanky beans. And he so he takes care of their their clothes. Like pretty much by the time I check to see how they're doing on laundry, it's done. Already taken them. care of. Yeah. Hmm. Which helps a ton. I don't yeah. think we've asked this question yet. Um for both of you really, how did your vision of the future change? through the lens of EDS. I used to stress about the future a lot because like I had said before, um, I was super pessimistic as a kid. Mm -hmm. Legitimately thought I would be dead by the time I was 30. Um, so I didn't plan the future and then with how I used to function with reaction like with my family they they react to things and bad news via panic first right where I had to learn how to respond to stuff so I used to obsessively worry about what job I was in how it would look to other people like back when i was doing the hotel job like it it felt really important but Mm -hmm. i was miserable Miserable. yeah that's not even a good word it was beyond that (laughs) it just it was like torture what she was doing it was um well it was definitely abuse have high functioning ptsd is what i was diagnosed with um I heard that. Sorry. So, I almost choked. I forgot how to swallow, and I forgot how to swallow, and then it finally kicked in, and I was like, oh, Ooh. okay. It was sounded like a, a sound effect. It was like a gulp. gulp. With Don't me as like a pessimistic person, EDS kind of is, was relieving. Right, because you knew what it was. Knew what it was. Like, it was a, a name to what we were dealing with for years and because it removed the expectation of the structure it's made my function in life so much easier like I'm working a retail (laughs) job that I enjoy because it's fun to do right? and I'm you kind of had to give yourself permission to be in a place of uncertainty yeah yeah and it's it's something that yeah it's going to get worse and it's going to get worse in a a way that i know like i can oh like predictable yeah in a way yeah i know what the expectation is with it you know what the possibilities are yeah yeah so now it's just like functioning to be happy like i'm spending time with the kids and that's cool yeah 
going like, to school for nursing because I'm trying it out to see if I like it. Yeah. You've had to make certain concessions in life, though. Like, you've had to step down from certain positions because yep. you were making that $200 too much to mm -hmm. be able to find the care for Chris. And Yes. So, like, yeah. you had to essentially be like, I don't need the American idea of being successful, which right. is making a the lot trap. of money. It turned into, I need to do what's best for my, my family, family. Yeah. yeah instead of i want to succeed whatever the american idea of succeed is yeah and so like and we've been honestly blessed by Bapa's help in that aspect because it with private insurance mm -hmm. even six months of the appointments that we had to do like oh. thousands of dollars yeah in debt just from doctor's visits. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Buck? Like, what, how did EDS change your vision of the future? Or, like, your perception of the future? For a really long time, because I didn't really understand that it wasn't like the end all be all, hey, this is going to eventually kill me. It's just like, this is going <laughs> to just, it's <laughs> flat long life suck. suck. Yeah, no, it's just, this is going to suck for a really long time. So for a while, I was just like, you know what? This is just absolute garbage. And I'm not going to subscribe to any idea of taking care of myself because <laughs> what's the point? I'm going to die early anyway. So <laughs> it wasn't we're until, not. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not that cool. <laughs> so the self-destructive behavior was, was not the best way of handling it in the moment. But as I've become more educated and just been like, hey, this is just something that's going to prolong for a normal lifespan. It's just going to suck. So you might as well start taking care of it now and be... I guess a decent person to yourself. Like yeah. that's the hardest part. Yeah. That's huge. Learning to be like, I just need to do this for me, not because Give I grace. have responsibilities. It's just because I want to do it for me. Yeah. And like I want to be okay. So I need to put in the work. And that that was one of the harder parts. But you've gone through it though. Yeah. yeah. And a lot earlier than either of us did. Like Karina yeah. and I. No yeah. kidding. The depression still kicks my ass most days where it's like, huh, go to the gym. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> well, I'm I think sitting part at home that, playing Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. Part of that is definitely like learning not to punish yourself for taking those moments and being like, yeah, I'm going to be worthless for a little while. Yeah. Mm. Um, and learning not to be so, so harsh in your self criticism was a big one for me. And, learning that um, I have value outside of what I'm able to produce. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, it's... I get that. And, like, as a, as a kid and a younger adult, it was the idea... Before we had the diagnosis, it was like, I want to have a family. Mm -hmm. I want to have kids. I want to do all this mm. stuff. Mm. And me and star have both decided that we're not having children because of the 50 percent pass rate and like and if she has something already yeah if yeah. she has something Ugh. if it's the same thing then that's just like there's almost a hundred percent chance of it if it's something else and it compounds mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. that's no quality of life that i would want so i can't really sign someone else up for that and then watch them grow up and suffer so we just decided we're not 
we're not doing that. So mm-hmm. like, that's a tough decision to make too. Yeah. Yeah. So, we've we've done work on that end to make that not a possibility. So, did you think? Do you think you had to go through kind of um, like a grieving process? It was more of there wasn't so much an emotional response to that decision for me at least or at least I didn't let myself process an emotional response to it okay it was very much just a like I am informed now and I've decided that that is not an option that I want to take yeah see for me it's my consideration is I don't know if this is going to sound bad but my consideration is less for passing it on and more for the quality of mother that I can be. Mm, yeah. And that's the portion that worries me. Um, like, I, I don't want to bring someone into the world and then be like, all right, go raise yourself because I can't do stuff. Well, I mean, is that how... Not that that would be the case. Is that what it looks like for, for no. you when you see how I do it? No, not at all. Um, I get that, though. Like, Yeah, like... When Sophie... Like, last year, she would want to make a whole bunch of plans with friends, and... Yeah, because I'm not going to be a sleepover mom, and... Yeah. uh, Yeah, that's tough. (laughs) Yeah. And I just... Like, I know it would be okay either way, but I also... It's that spousal guilt, I think, more than anything, where I'm like, I could, in theory, stop working and go for disability and social security... But I'm giving up a lot of income mm-hmm. to do so. A lot of freedom. And it, a lot of freedom to, like, do what I'd like to do. Yeah. Do what I want to do. Because um, ideally, if I had everything my way, I would love to be a stay-at-home mom. That would be what I would want to do. Um, but with the prospect of working full-time and my husband working full-time, I it, it does. It worries me. Because I'm like, would I be able to come home and crash? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, I'll be your stay-at-home mom. Right. I'll just take them in. Add to the That's brood why we need a compound. Week. Yeah. We need to just have... We should just... We'll all save up and we'll buy a ranch. Yep, and we'll call it the Hill Hill. <laughs> It'll be Bow's Hill. Can it be Hill Hill Valley? It'll be Bow's Hill. Hill Valley. Bow's Hill Bow... No, Bow's Hill Hill. Hill Bow's Hill. Hill Bow's Hill. Hill... It's like Bilbo's Hill. Bilbo's <laughs> Hill. Yeah, that's great. So yes, that'll that would be great because I think as a society as a whole, I think it'd be great if we could get back to the "it takes a village" mentality. Yeah, and like have that support. <clears throat> yeah, people. Yeah, look to your elders for knowledge. Right. Don't and be like, ridiculous. They gosh. only have experience in life. <laughs> I mean, stupid. Boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid boomers with their knowledge and life experience. Lol, thinking they know things. Right. But yeah, so that is more my concern when it comes to like having kids or the idea of having kids. Because I'm like, would I be a quality mom? <laughs> you wouldn't be alone though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like, seriously, we would help out Flo Show. You have the village, it's just not in the same place. I know, we need to get the village in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a... Was it a tough call for Star? No, Star has never wanted children. Oh, okay. So meeting her and then being like, I have this thing. It's got a 50% pass rate. It sucks. 
would you ever be interested in having children? And she's just like, no, no part of me wants kids. And I was just like, okay, cool. There's no resistance or like pushback from that end. And then finding out that she also has some sort of connective mm-hmm. tissue issue. Is I love saying that. Tissue, <laughs> tissue issue. Tissue issue. Just yeah. a tissue issue. But it, that... Can I unsubscribe from this issue? Oh, no. <laughs> No, you cannot. <laughs> I want to get Don't off Mr. Bones' wild here. ride. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I want off Mr. Bones' wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> so it definitely made it easier, the fact that she didn't want kids in the first place. Well, yeah. Yeah, imagine if you really wanted kids, though. That does work out. Right. Yeah. Like, that would... Because that was definitely something where it was just like, if we had to have that conversation and one of us had to just be like, no, not happening, that would be... Crushing for someone, right? Unless you like want relationship ending. Yeah, I don't. That's I like you that can't point. give me the like primary thing that I want out of life because you want to feel that level of fulfillment and like achievement, right? Or like just building your own family. Yeah, um, got it. So yeah, interesting. It was a time. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you get you didn't have that resistance like Chris was saying. That yeah. makes I'm sure that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Because I've known people who, like, get into relationships and they're like, I thought I could change my spouse's mind and that we could have kids. You should never go into a relationship like, I can change this. I can fix you. Yeah, no. No. (laughs) If you go in wanting to fix. Yep. Yeah. This is going to be a really long episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're... I do got to get going. At a point. Yeah. You do have a life. I do. Mm-hmm. I have a wife and a life, and we've got to become a magic game to get to. <laughs> Fair. Should we sign off? Yeah, but we could do the problem. Do, do the do la problem. Wow. My brain just decided that that wasn't going to happen, so <laughs> no, we can't sign off. Wow. Durgle, durgle, durgle. Okay. Well, then. <laughs> yeah, if we hadn't had kids first, I don't know what we would have decided. No, yeah, I don't know. Probably, probably the same thing. I feel like you think it would have been. Yeah. Well, it's an, I guess, a slightly easier decision because there's no high risk pregnancy since I don't have it. Oh yeah. See, but I have no self preservation, so that part doesn't work. <laughs> right. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> What are you it's guys most concerned about seeing in Sophie and Rory? Sophie, I'm pretty sure she's good. She's a she, normie. She is normie, but Rory, Rory is not. Oh, yep. Oh. I'm I'm almost a hundred percent that he has EDS. Yeah. Well, and we spotted it when he was young. Yeah, yeah. But young it's not young. something I want to have a conversation about with him. Not yet. Right. Yeah. Because Sophie already has this paranoia that she's going to be super sick, and she she keeps thinking she has it. I know you're fine. Well, and it's different too. If you catch it early, yeah, there are preventative things you can do and like maintenance that, yeah, helps. I just want him to be a little older before we tell him what he's not allowed to do. You know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think for me and Randy, because we're both special ed teachers, and we don't really subscribe to that. Like, I don't, I don't know, because I think if it was, if it was something that was going to like hinder life expectancy Mm, or like ultimate quality of life that i would bring up yeah but like we like i wouldn't say that we have a life unworth living with ellers danlos right i think like we face a lot of unique challenges but there's 
there's there's still so much good mixed in with the bad um and i feel like now as knowledgeable as we are we'd know what to look for mm-hmm. and we'd be able to give them the help and support that we never had growing up which i think would make such yeah, a difference yeah it'll be completely different for rory yeah yeah totally different like so, the old the only things I bring up is like when he tucks his feet underneath and walks. Oh, like, I know. They're little behaviors. On his little that, feet knuckles. Yeah. Ooh, I'll tell him to stop that. Or I'll see him doing something really ridiculous with his knees. I'm like, no, no, don't. don't it's don't bad do for that. you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know you can, but don't. Yeah. Yep. Alrighty. Let's go. Well, Here thanks we so much for hanging out, guys. Always. It's very yeah, cool. It was fun. Yeah. Fantastic. Huzzah. We did it. We did. We, we did, did do it. I wish you proper magical destruction today. Oh, agreed. Oh, I, I feel like being a dick, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you could play it, I'd say take the sliver deck with you and just surprise everybody. Yeah, just be like, all right, so I'm playing slivers today. <laughs> <laughs> What's on the menu? Pain. Pain. <laughs> There's something on your face. It, it was, was pain. pain. Did we sign right. off? We haven't said bye yet. We haven't said bye yet. We're just talking now. <laughs> Goodbye. But we love you and we'll see you next time. We love Goodbye. you. Bye. 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 Nice. <laughs> I don't need end claps. Everyone claps at the end. I don't need the end claps. We just like doing it. <laughs> Do I need the old questions or are we. we have, I could just steal Bugs' yeah. questions, right? There you go. And Bet, he's got all the questions. Are you like a dictionary, but just with questions? Do you have a question that'll answer my, or cure my EDS? <laughs> what is love? This <laughs> should <laughs> I'm better.